Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Babuklaba. Uh, it's always such a great pleasure to have you on the show. Great pleasure is mine, Manduli, to you, the team, as well as the listeners of SAFM. Good evening. You know, uh, this evening I was uh, really anticipating having you in the studio, but it seems that uh, fate would have it, not this week. Not this week. I'm sure definitely next week we'll have to try and make it to the studio. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Late wait. night flights. I can't wait. I really can't wait. But I'm grateful that we do have you on the line. Uh, we were speaking earlier to one of um, uh, the members of Amanda Omnoto, Oweli Lekumete, about the great devastation that has happened in KZN when it comes to the flooding and how farms have been negatively affected. Yesterday we spoke to, to Tando and, you know, the story is just the same and it's heartbreaking. Very much heartbreaking, Manduli, what's happening in Wazulu Natal. We really hope that uh, the rain and the weather would clear up and really, uh, you know, give give us space and give people space because, I mean, I'm just from there right now, having landed here in Joburg. I've witnessed exactly what has been happening and what is happening. It's very heartbreaking. And it's not only in farming businesses, it's absolutely everywhere. The infrastructure has been uh, totally gutted in in most of KZN and um, expected into the billions um, for repairing just basic infrastructure. But that's better because if it's a bigger infrastructure, um, in the coffers there will be some money. But for businesses, small entrepreneurs, this is a devastation of note. It is a very, very big one, Manduli, because, I mean, remember, we're just from the, 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 the July unrest of last year. Mm. Um, you still have scars right across KwaZulu-Natal of places that haven't been, you know, brought back to life in business. And uh, all of a sudden, this is now happening. Um, you can only imagine what is going to happen going forward, uh, even in terms of unemployment and and, and poverty that we're really trying to fight as a as a country. So it's something that... I really believe all of us. I mean, remember again, Wazul Natal is a very strategic uh, province in that um, uh, with the gas to even fuel and, and subprep hasn't been submerged. And many of those places, it affects literally Gauteng in particular, very close by, and some areas in the Sadek region. And that's that is a strategic you know, uh, uh, issue that at times people don't realize. So it's affecting all of us. Now, uh, this evening, we are, before we even get to what we're going to talk about, uh, apiculture, let's talk about what support is there for businesses that have been affected? I I think because there there is a call to declare uh, KZN, in particular the areas that are affected uh, to be a state of disaster, I think government is going to come around and, and assist. I don't know what's happening there. I'm not a spokesperson, but I really believe that government is going to come around and assist. And when it comes to business, I, 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 I'm I not sure if there's any uh, sort of unified voice right now in terms of what will be happening because the damage is still being done as we speak um, in, in some areas. So I think it would be a bit premature to say this is what uh, is going to be done if you've not sort of like counted and seen how many businesses have been affected and to what extent. Uh, I think maybe it's a bit early, but I think something needs to be done and something will be done, I hope. 
Well, we live in hope. Uh, and as yeah. you say, that uh, the unrest uh, earlier last year also has caused damage of which has not necessarily been fully repaired. So this is just adding salt onto the wound, but we do live in hope. Let's get to apiculture, beekeeping, um, and, and, and talk about it as a, a viable business. I mean, this is something I've seen some celebrities get into, um, and sometimes it looks like a very a very nice hobby, you know. It does not look like it's it could yield money. It looks like someone who just loves bees and let's just get into it, but that's not the case. Absolutely not a case, uh, Manduri, because this uh, there are people definitely, by the way, who do it as a hobby. I mean, you can't rule that out because they they, they are not really there to make money. They just want to keep these uh, little insects and make sure that uh, they produce uh, honey for them and not necessarily for commercial purposes. But we are talking tonight about it uh, from the commercial angle because we believe this is one area of agriculture that is not fully supported yet by, by government and my state, uh, but there is growth in this space because you are talking about these little insects, you know, uh, th- these are honey bees because there's different types of bees um, and they are differentiated into three. You've got a drone, which is the male, whose job is just to mate with the queen. Actually, they, they make a line to mate with the queen. And their lifespan is so small, they live up to maximum 55 days, and they are dead. And then you've got a queen that lives sometimes three to eight years, depending, and that lives longer. And then you will have uh, the workers, you know, in Dombi, uh, of, of, the, of the bees, who are the ones that goes around and collect all of these um, uh, you know, this nectar to make sure that they, they, they sort of like do good and make us honey, the honey that we, we eat. Perhaps just Manduli to say something about the, the, the industry itself. It's a very, very big industry globally. Of course, its, it's, it's uh, size is not as huge. Uh, it's, it's estimated to be about 10 point, uh, $10.07 US dollars, which is about 170 billion rands. By 2023, which is a very huge growth from uh, $8.4 billion in 2017. You can see that there's serious growth when it comes to this industry. China, uh, I mean, India and China being the main leaders, but in particular having Brazil uh, playing such a key role in, in agriculture because it produces high yields of quality products, including raw honey as well as GM pollen free honey, due to, to its large and land mass and diverse floral sources because you you understand that these little creatures they they source this from 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 flowers so a country like brazil with such a, la- a large land mass really does produce lots of honey as a result in south africa uh, is very much small in terms of honey production but it is growing because people are now excited about getting into this business now i remember traveling to ethiopia and meeting um, a gentleman who took early retirement uh, from france and relocated to ethiopia um, uh, and then when he got there, what he did was start this huge bee farm. Uh, but all the, bee, the the honey is being exported to to France, back to Europe. And I asked myself, is he making money? You know, <laughs> does, does this have money? Why would you leave your country? And he was explaining how rich in texture, um, you know, the honey is that is produced by the bees in Ethiopia. Yes. So. When it comes to profitability, I mean, how profitable is uh, bee farming? 
Yeah. Uh, Bee farming is, is, is profitable, as they call it, agriculture. Um, but like you, you started off, Manduli, it is uh, that type of an industry which uh, some people have been just doing it, you know, for, for pleasure, for, le- for leisure. But it, it, when you're really doing it commercially, there has to be a threshold at which you must start uh, in order for you to really start seeing uh, yourself making a, a profit. Um, so the, the, the good thing about it, firstly, before we talk about its profitability, is the, the startup capital. It's one of those businesses which is not really a huge startup capital that you need to, lay, to outlay. Here you're talking anything between 3000 to 10000 and a little bit to 15000 uh, to start up because that's where you need uh, to put up your clothing. Uh, and uh, I, I afforded Benzito my, 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 my attire when I was doing some training and sort of like exploring this business where you need that type of, of clothing, that, uh, that overall that will cover your, your face because these things are, uh, they can stink. Uh, by the way, South African and African bees are certain to be the, the most stinging ones compared to the ones in Europe, as an example. Uh, so you obviously need tools, and as, a, as well as a single beehive. That's what I'm saying. Just for that, it can cost about average 3,500 rand. Then you are into business. But obviously you need scale. You need to be able to uh, put at least uh, sort of 20 uh, sort of uh, beehives uh, to be able to say you are now in business because that one uh, so, for instance, the 10 hives, um, you are looking at making about an average of 20,000 rand a year. It may, be, it may sound too small, but that's, some, that's something uh, that I think a mama somewhere in, in, in Limpopo, in Wazulu Natal, in the Eastern Cape, can do and be able to produce and make money uh, uh, out of uh, producing the, the, the honey. So that, that's essentially how much you need. But the, 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 the studies have shown us that at least you must have, uh, if you want to really go commercial, uh, start with about 50 up to 200 and more. I mean, that's that's where you start having really beehives uh, that are going to be producing your money uh, as well as being a good environment where you can be able to have these bees going around collecting, uh, you know, uh, you, this sap for you to make honey. So uh, which provinces in South Africa um, are, are better for beekeeping? Really, all provinces are okay for beekeeping because for as long as you've got uh, flowers, uh, you've got uh, um, a lot of uh, flora fauna and all of that, because this is what these uh, bees uh, sort of like use to produce honey. Um, obviously, it will depend again. I mean, you, we spoke last time about a province with more trees, which is in Bumalanga. Uh, but again, what type of trees are those? It has to be trees that, uh, you know, should be able to have those flowers for the bees to be able to get that uh, that, that set out. So uh, generally, right across the country, uh, beekeeping can be done. Gugu, so if we can have beekeepers across the country, um, are there no climate um, conditions that help a bees to thrive better? I'm looking at winter and you're talking about sap. If you've got so many beehives and winter doesn't really have that many flowers, does it mean then, uh, you know, productivity becomes lower during winter seasons? Definitely production will, 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 will it does, does get to be lower during uh, some seasons like winter. You, I mean, if you look at the case of Kwazulu Natal right now, I was thinking as I'm coming here, I'm saying, uh, you talk about these little uh, creatures and nobody talks about them as to how much have they been affected, as mm. an example. And they've been wiped off just in a negligible uh, way that 
uh, we don't realize that they've been wiped off because of uh, the, 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 the thunder, the hail, the, the storms and the water that is just pushing uh, trees around. And you, you can imagine uh, uh, the big trees. I was just around somewhere in Bria, Devon, looking at some trees that have fallen where you'd find these bees may have been there. So really, it, it, the, 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 the weather conditions and the climate do play a role as well in terms of affecting uh, these little creatures. So um, if, if, if the environment has got good uh, weather conditions, definitely you are, about, so you are bound to have them thriving in that particular environment. So currently we are not going to have too many uh, beekeepers uh, producing honey for us in the KZN area. I mean, yesterday you had, I think, one of, of, of the ladies you invite uh, who's, who's, who's doing beekeeping, I think, she was very much affected uh, by this. Um, so you can you can almost see that uh, this will have a dire uh, effect, direct effect, negatively to, to say, uh, to the beekeepers right across KwaZulu-Natal, especially in areas that uh, are heavily affected. Now, there was a, a lot of uh, talk and a lot of scandal around the production of uh, honey in South Africa uh, some time ago where people were were outraged that we are being sold what is known as honey but actually not honey it's sometimes syrups sometimes um, it, it, it's honey that has been mixed with water has this been curbed are farmers now being monitored a bit close, closely I think the laws in our country it, it demands that uh, we should have that, that declaration even in terms of the nutritional content um, I, I have seen going through different stores, uh, retailers, uh, that there, there is honey that is mixed with syrup, and it is written there that this is honey mixed with syrup. Um, so if that's the case, I think there's nothing wrong with that because it's clear you are declaring that it's honey mixed with syrup. But what I think is unethical is to, is to sort of like uh, uh, pretend this is honey when in actual fact it's not, but it's just syrup as well as uh, it's just you mixing sugar and, and coming up with, uh, with, with the sugar syrup and sell it as honey. So th- there has been such cases because there are people who would like to take advantage of, of the consumers. I think Consumer uh, uh, Council and all of those bodies and the ombuds in this space uh, are playing a role in making sure that such is kept because it really is um, negatively affecting the industry, a very, very good industry. I mean, remember, honey uh, or these, bee keep, these bees, they, they don't only produce honey. They produce, uh, you know, bee wax, and uh, it, it's for many industrial usage uh, what these bees can produce. There's cosmetic industry which is involved. There's polishing industries. There's pharmaceutical industry even uh, in terms of what these bees uh, can produce. So, yeah, that, that, that's all I can say, Mantoli. So a profitable business, uh, does it need a lot of, um, um, uh, you know, land? Do you need to have big uh, hectares in order for you to start uh, beekeeping? Not at all. Not at all. That's a beauty about this. I mean, uh, we have got our farmers on the Manzam Nauta platform who are doing a lot of beekeeping and uh, they're doing it behind their houses. Um, and, uh, you know, you just need to buy these beehives. Um, actually, we, we, we even help some of them through training to make these uh, uh, containers where you put this piece so that it doesn't have to be too expensive. Um, so, uh, and, and by the way, people now can go on YouTube and train themselves in terms of uh, how to do biz. And that's how easy it is nowadays. Information is freely available. It's out there. It's not at all expensive. You don't need one 
hectare or 10 hectares. Of course, when you want to start going seriously big and commercial, you may need just few hectares. But even then, it's not like a, a farming business where you have to farm maize. And for you to be a commercial farmer, at least you must start at 100 hectares and above. No, a hectare is very sufficient to make you a commercial beekeeper. And uh, for, for for your training, do you also help these beekeepers, especially the ones that are starting off, get access to market? Because it's all good and well to have these beehives in your backyard and, uh, you know, produce a lot of honey. But if you can't put it out into market, then what? Definitely. We help them mentally uh, with requisite training and ensure that we enable markets uh, for them. Uh, so that locally they're able to supply those markets. I can tell you the the market is just galore. There is more than enough uh, a market for honey in South Africa, uh, and even for export purposes. Uh, South Africa does export a, a certain percentage of honey. So locally here we've got a lot of uh, market, uh, and people are switching over really from your sugar cane, your sugar, so to speak, and into what is considered healthy. And what more healthy can you get if uh, than sort of like uh, honey itself? So uh, you know, honey is very expensive, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can for, for 500 milliliters, you can spend about almost 200 rand, depending where you're yeah. buying it from and the brand. When yeah. will you see the price decreasing? If more farmers come on, will that mean the price might decrease? I've been really, yeah, if more farmers come on, definitely the prices will, will sort of like average nicely. Uh, but again, if you shop around, you can get reasonably good honey. Of course, uh, there's suspicion about certain honeys that may be uh, imported from elsewhere. But that is left to the industry to determine if it's good honey or not. But I think the more we get uh, farmers, the better our prices uh, in, in South Africa will be. Mm, okay, so yeah. come on, come on, A-teamers. Uh, let's uh, start this beekeeping, um, apiculture, that's what it's called. And uh, perhaps the price of honey will decrease because I know there's many benefits to honey. If um, any of my children or I have a scratchy throat or a cold, I use honey. I use ginger, honey, fresh, and we swallow it raw. So it helps, it helps. Uh, my oats in the morning has honey. <laughs> so please, <laughs> come, let's get it a bit cheaper. Um, at Amandla Omnato, you say you do a assist um, up-and-coming um, um, apicultures. Um, uh, tell us, how do our A-teamers get in touch? When is your next uh, training around apiculture? Our, our, our A-teamers can uh, follow us on Amanda Omnoto Facebook page. Go and like our Facebook page. We'll be releasing a lot of uh, training uh, schedule as of next week as to when this training is happening, including apiculture, uh, like we were talking about uh, the, the goat meat last week. Uh, so we're available there. The number on WhatsApp is 0822-52217. Just WhatsApp us there, 0822-52217. Tomorrow we'll be responding to all the WhatsApp messages that people are sending. Excellent. It's always such a great pleasure, uh, Gugu, having you on the show. And thank you for always opening up our eyes. Enjoy Johannesburg. Mine. Thank you so much, Mantelli. It's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go to the final news bulletin with Mudubi Mahalimela. Mudubi, Eta Ola.